Jeremiah chapter 33, uh, Jeremiah 33 verse 3, and I want to preach a message entitled Purpose and Passion, Purpose and Passion tonight out of Jeremiah 33 verse 3, and when you're turning there, there's a quote that I love, and it's this by Thomas Carlyle, he says, a man without purpose is like a ship without a rudder, a nothing, a no man. And he goes on to say, have a purpose in life. And having it, listen to this, throw such strength of mind and muscle into your work God has given you. Throw everything that you have. When you find out your purpose, when you have figured out what God has called you to do, give it everything you've got. Come on, somebody. You know what? We, we used to give ourselves to the world where there was no, no purpose at all. We gave ourselves to the things of this world, whether it be drinking, alcohol, whether it be, uh, you know what, addictions of sickness, who knows, whatever it is. We gave everything. And so when it comes to God, I'm telling you, find out your purpose and do it with passion. That's what I'm preaching on tonight, purpose and passion. There's a quote by Billy Sunday. He says this, more men and women fail through the lack of purpose than lack of talent. Let me say that again. More men and women fail through lack of purpose than lack of talent. So in our text, it reads this. Verse 3. So Jeremiah 33, verse 3. Call to me. Everyone say, call to me. Who are you going to call? Oh, <laughs> God. Come on now. Are we Holy Ghostbusters. Oh, I like that one. <laughs> call to me and I will answer you. This is powerful. Call to me. And guess what? Who's on the other line? God is on the other line ready to answer you. Sometimes you call your friend and they leave you on read. <laughs> you text them. Call you and leave you read. Sorry. <laughs> you text them and they leave you on read. See, so you call them and it's like, hey, brother, pick up. But with God, I'll tell you, when you call him, he's going to answer you. Amen. And it says this, and show you great and mighty things i love that great and mighty things it's just nothing small just nothing you know oh it's just a bit bit of great <laughs> just a bit of mighty things in there god's gonna say you know what i'm gonna blow your mind he says which you do not know and a question that many of us fail to answer is this what is the purpose for my life what is my purpose on this earth Maybe you've prayed that prayer. What am I supposed to do in this life? Well, we try and evaluate our lives. We look at our current situation. We look at uh, our, uh, our circumstance and we try and figure out what is the purpose for our lives. We look around and we see other people living out their purpose and thinking, man, maybe I should do that. We look at other people's lives and we try and measure up to someone else. We try to be someone else. And we try to do things where it's like, man, we, we're not equipped to do it, but we try and replicate what other people are doing. What has God called you to do? Think about that for a minute. You, you gotta, you gotta, God, what have you called me to do? What have you put on my heart to serve in this day and age? God, what am I supposed to do? What, are, what is it exactly that you want me to do? I'm telling you, this can be one of the greatest vexes of every Christian and every believer. Because you know what? We've been forgiven. We've been set free. We've been made new. But then it's like, I'm not sure what, I, what I've got to do from here. And we find ourselves just going through the motions. 
in life, we simply attend service after service. We go on outreach. We uh, go on certain revival meetings and we go to conferences and we can lose sight of our why. W-H-Y. We lose sight of why we do what we do. And people have been lost. People no longer know their why. And people today are in deficit of their meaning of purpose. You know, Jesus, he's after he's preaching to the multitudes, right? Get this. He's preaching to the crowds. He's teaching. He's doing miracles, signs. People are getting healed, sickness and disease, raising the dead. Jesus is all powerful. He's, he's doing amazing miracles and he sees the crowd. Get this. He sees the multitude and yet he says these words. They're like sheep without a shepherd. Two words he describes. They are weary and scattered. Weary being they're tired, carrying their sin. Weary because there's these things in their lives that they've been carrying for all so many years. It might be a drug addiction. It might be a porn addiction. It might be alcohol. It might be whatever. Weary trying to fulfill their lives with no rest. And scattered, that means no purpose. There's, there's no direction in their lives. And Jesus sees them and says, man, they're tired, they're weary, they're scattered. There's no purpose in their lives. And I want to encourage you this evening. Perhaps you're here tonight and you're stuck. It's like you're spinning your wheels. You, you ain't gaining any traction. You're going nowhere. That's because the reason why is you got no purpose. you got no meaning to life. People are doing all that they can do. And yet life has a stale taste to it. I want to tell you it's because there is a lack of purpose. In other words, you're doing all the what without knowing your why. And in our text, in Jeremiah 33 verse 3, God has great and mighty plans for His people. Number one, if you're making note, created on purpose for purpose. God doesn't make any accidents. Can you say amen? amen? There's no accidents with God. There's only appointments. Parents, you've heard, you know, you've been asked the question about kids. Oh, was, were they planned? Were they an accident? Listen, with God, He doesn't make any accidents. Do I have a witness tonight? Every single person here in this place, regardless of your history, your color, your culture, your background, listen, you are made uh, with well thought out intention by God. Genesis chapter 1 verse 27, listen to this. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10, for we, he's talking about you and I, are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus for good works. Listen, two things you need to know about God. Number one, He doesn't make accidents. And number two, He doesn't make junk. Listen, you're, you're here tonight. You were created on purpose, for purpose. Anything else, anything less is a lie from hell. The devil will tell you otherwise. Then Satan will tell you, listen, you ain't got nothing. But listen, God wants to give every single one of us hope that there is a purpose and a plan for every single one of us. Paul describes this Christian church and compares it to the human body. He speaks about how each member of the body can uh, begin to play an important role, whether great or small. They play a significant role in the function of a church. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 18. 
Verse 18 says, But now, listen to this, God has set the members, each one of them in the body, just as He pleased. And so when God has placed you in a certain place, it's actually pleasing to Him. And when we remove ourselves from where God intends us to be, is that pleasing to Him? Or is that just us pleasing ourselves where we want to go? And God's placed us where He pleases. In verse 20, But now indeed there are many members, yet one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Verse 22, No much rather those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, on these we bestow greater honor. And our unpresentable parts have greater modesty. What that is saying is that every single one of us have a value in the kingdom of God. You have value tonight. You have value to the King. Every person here tonight, you're a necessary ingredient to the greater purpose of God. I'm telling you, that's, that's good news. That God takes those that are base. He takes those that have been uh, uh, foolish with no wisdom and He begins to give them value. Gives them purpose. Gives them direction. I don't know about you, but you, you come in and you come into church. It's like, oh yeah. And then all of a sudden God goes, ah, you. <laughs> you right there, my brother. Come in. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah. And He picks you. He picks you. He picks you. He says, God, I want to use you. In Beanley, in this church, I want to use you to facilitate what God is going to do in this region and nations beyond. That's mind-boggling. God, you want to use us. What have we got to offer? God, I'll just surrender my life. God, I'll just surrender my life to whatever you call me to do. And we try and complicate this so much, trying to determine what this is. But listen right here. It's so simple. What we need to do is we need to call on God. What we need to do is just say, God, what do you want to do with my life? Call unto me, God says. Pray to Him. Every single one of you, pray. Get into the presence of God and seek Him for yourself. Every person is important. And how can you know that uh, your purpose in life? Pray. I mean, think about Moses and the burning bush experience. God reveals His plans to him. God reveals His purpose to Moses directly from the bush. Think about Gideon. Gideon, God speaks to him, says, listen, you're going to have, uh, you know what, you're going to have to need to reduce the army. I'm going to move upon your behalf. I'm going to bring a victory. God speaks to Gideon and gives him a, a specific plan and a purpose. Think about Jonah. My life was a Jonah. My life was like Jonah. Jonah receives a call from God. I need you to go and preach to the city of Nineveh. And he takes, you know what he does? He, takes a, he goes and purchases himself a fare, uh, the complete direct opposite direction. He runs away from the call of God. That was like my life for so many years. God had called me beyond singing. God had called me beyond worship leading to preach the gospel. To love people. And I was like, God, you got the wrong guy. <laughs> God, that's not me. God's like, no, I need you. I, I, I want to use your life. And I'm telling you, you know what? Uh, God began to reveal certain things in my life. Gave me a vision. Gave me certain things of, of what's going to happen. 
And I, I begin to wrestle with this. I'm like, oh, no, sorry. And I'm, I've been running. I'm doing a journey. I'm running away. I'm, I'm here and there. I'm running away from the call of God. But the point is simply this. God will reveal his plans to you. No one else will try and manipulate you to try and say, hey, you need to do this. You need Listen, you got to be obedient to what God has called you to do. No one else talked these guys into it. God called them and God revealed to them. And our text promises us this, church, it's so simple. That all we got to do is call to God. Then he will first answer and then he will show. It's so simple. God, what is it that you, that you want to do in my life? God will answer you and he will show you. You were created on purpose, for purpose. If you open to God, if you're humble before him, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. God doesn't use someone with egotistical motives. God doesn't use someone who's just completely arrogant and self-centered. No, no, God ain't got no time for any of those people. God goes, I'll use the humble person. And he will reveal to you when you begin to say, you know what, God, uh, I, I can't do anything. I need you to reveal. God will answer you. So number two, knowing your why and doing your what. Because knowing your why really helps you in doing your what. Let me illustrate. If my why is to make sure no one feels rejected or alone, then my what would be to just simply open up my home. Invite people over to my house. I don't want anyone to feel alone. I don't want anyone to feel left out. If my why is to be a blessing financially to the church, and then my what can be this. If I've been blessed, I want to be a blessing. If I can maybe start a business, if maybe I could financially support the church, if maybe if I can begin to give to the planting of a new pioneer work, if maybe if I could, uh, you know, uh, support a missionary overseas, if maybe I could do something, uh, a church building project, give myself. Listen, who knows what God has called you to do? Because when you know your why, then your what becomes your passion. If your why is to invest in the youth of our generation, then my what can be things like having youth concerts. It's, a, it's going to maybe even going to university, studying to become a teacher and have influence within the education system. It could be God has called you to be a youth leader in the church. You've got a burden. You've got a, a call to reach the youth. Listen, you've got to know your purpose and give it all you got. You got to say, there's a passion now that I can do my why. Because your why is driving you to do your what. Purpose gives you passion. My why is not to preach. My why is to help others find Jesus. To help them with everything that I can. That they can begin to fulfill the will of God for their lives. My what is pastoral ministry. That drives me to say, you know what, I, I'm going to give myself to the Word of God to study so that I can feed the flock, so that I can shepherd the flock, so that I can preach truth uh, unapologetically, that I can preach the Word of God with conviction, that I can, can teach others what Christ has taught me. That is my what. When I understand my why, listen, the purpose gives you passion. When you have settled what your purpose is, then you will be passionate about what you do. Amen. You got to be passionate. If you feel like, man, I'm just going through the motion. Listen, 
Find your purpose. God, what is it that you want me to do? So you can give everything you got. You know, God equips those he calls. God is more concerned about your availability rather than your ability tonight. When you determine your purpose, give it everything you got. Don't hold back. We don't have much time on the earth. Jesus is coming back. The Bible talks about that life is but a vapor. Make your coffee in the morning and you see the steam come off your cup. That is like how short life is. Listen, we've got to give ourselves to the purpose and plans of God for us. As an individual, God, reveal it to me so that I could fulfill it and give my all, give my passion, give my everything, my strength, that I could give my mind to it, that I could put my muscle in it, that I could put my, give everything to it. <laughs> God, what is it that you want me to do? I'll do it. Don't run from your calling. Come on. Don't. It's time to say, God, this is it. If you've called me to do it, I'll do it. If you've called me to clean the toilets, I'll scrub that thing clean. <laughs> if you've called me to serve in nursery, I'll, I'll make sure those babies are in line. <laughs> if you've called me to be in the worship team, I'll be practicing at home day in, day out. If you've called me to preach, I'll be studying, even if I'm not on a platform. Hello. I'll be studying when no one else notices. I'll be in the gym. I'll be working out, not in the actual gym, but in the spiritual gym, praying, seeking the Lord. Come on. Building spiritual character. Yeah, there's people walking around, looking in the mirror, looking all buff, but how's their spiritual life? Hey, come on now. Looking all tough. You can do your squats. <laughs> you can do your, uh, I don't know. <laughs> But when, when it's tested, when your faith is tested, come on now. Can you give that purpose? Can you give passion when you say, oh, yes, God's called me to do it? That's why it's exciting when you do it, your, what God has called you to do. It's exciting. I'm telling you, I gave my life to Jesus Christ. And I, I was like, God, you know what? I'll serve. I said, I'll do anything. I, people were like saying, oh, I can see you being a song service leader. I was like, you know what? No, I don't, I've, I've had enough. <laughs> I've had enough. I just want to do what God called me to do. And God called me to be an usher. <laughs> God called me to serve. Like what Hemi and uh, Andrew have been doing. Uh, called me to be an usher. Taught me how to serve, how to love people, how to deal with difficult people. Excuse, excuse me, did you? Uh, oh. uh, you can't drink in here. <laughs> Taught me how to, you know. And it's building these things. And it's, it's funny because as you begin to serve, as you give yourself in an arena of service, God begins to reveal certain things in you and through you. When you serve, maybe God's calling you to do something that's so humble. <laughs> that is beyond the lights, beyond the stage. Will you do it? Serve willingly, love willingly, with passion. Number three, we close with for everyone's benefit. Because whatever God's purpose is for your life, it's not only for your benefit, but it's for the benefit of others. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 26. How is it then, brethren, whenever, whenever you come together, each of you has a psalm, has a teaching, has a tongue, has a revelation, has an interpretation. Get this, let all things be done for edification. Let all things be done for edification. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 12. Even so, since you are zealous for spiritual gifts, let it be for the edification of the church that you seek to excel. 
edify is the key word. To build up. To build up. To help someone. To encourage. To support someone else. To build them up. Not to break. To win a soul. Not take a soul. Come on. To help someone up. Not pull someone down. It's to edify someone. Because if all you do is selfish gain, I question whether you truly are fulfilling God's purpose for your life. Or you're simply satisfying your own. Because all things should be done for the edification of the church. If you're a part of this church, serve others, love others, build each other up, encourage one another. Man, I'm thinking about this month and as we come to the close of 2020, as the end of the year. I mean, this is crazy as it sounds, right? It's like, man, we're almost at the end of another year. I want you to ask yourself this. I want you to ask God to reveal His plan for your life. You know, don't wait till this year is finished and go, you know, I'm going to wait till 2021. No, no, start tonight. Start tonight and say, God, listen, I'm going to, for the rest of this year, what is it that you've called me to do? Start tonight. I want to encourage you, spend some time with God. You got to put aside everything. I mean, Facebook, Instagram, turn it off. Disconnect from Wi-Fi, reconnect to Jesus. And say, you know what, God, and, and just totally silence it. And just, just begin to sit down and think about, like literally think about, all right, God, what is it that you want me to do? I mean, like literally sit down, everything, turn off TV, turn it off. God, I'm waiting. I'm going to wait in your presence. I'm going to call upon you. And when God begins to speak to you, listen, you got to ask him. And when God begins to speak to you, write it down. Yes, write it down. Put it somewhere where your family can see it. Put it somewhere where your kids can see it. Write it down. Because that's faith. That's putting it down. It's more than just wishful thinking now. This is not putting it down. Say, you know what? Yes. For some of you, it might be to get involved in a ministry. For some of you, it might be uh, establishing something brand new in the church to, to help this congregation. It could be learning an instrument. It could be taking lessons. Go to your who. Go to Jesus to find your why. So you can do your what with some passion. Amen. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed tonight. Purpose and passion. Simple message tonight. And it should always be simple. Call to me. And I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. God, I pray that as we humble ourselves, God, as individuals, as husbands, as wives, God, as normal workers, I pray you reveal your plan to every individual. God, as we shut out the distractions of the world, 